0: Life Podcast where we show you that women are capable of achieving incredible things when they put in some serious effort. My name is Victoria Smith. I am a I am your host and a stress reduction coach living here in Calgary, Alberta. My hope with these bi-weekly coaching episodes, today being one of them, is that you are leaving with some truly tangible skills to apply to your life and decrease your stress and just have more mental and physical space for the things that matter most in your life. Now, the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. So I want to tell you about one of our affiliated podcasts. We've talked about this one before, Let's Do Coffee. Now, their most recent episode, which just came out a couple of days ago, is where they brought on Sylvia Cheverie. Oh my God, I'm really hoping I'm doing okay with my French accent here. From Chartier, Guinea. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is a restaurant Canadian French cuisine spot located right in the center of Beaumont, Alberta. So Sylvia shares her experiences, thoughts, and history around how Chartier got started. And so again, the Let's Do Coffee is a podcast created by the Maji Center for uh, New Venture and Student Entrepreneurship up at Nate. So check that out. I'll include it in today's show notes. So I do also want to talk about one of the fellow podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network. I think we mentioned them before because I actually am in the same category for the Best of Calgary podcast uh, with them repodcasting. So it's Janet and Lucia who recast your favorite and not so favorite movies. Uh, And (laughs) this is a funny one. I'm really looking forward to it. Their Valentine's Day episode It's not out yet, but you have to make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss it. Uh, They're going to be recasting Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey. So when I was talking uh, to Lucia about it in person, it was quite entertaining. I'm really looking forward to that episode going live. So again, I will link to it in today's show notes. So today's show notes can be found at girltrieslifecom forward slash podcast forward slash nine seven. Now, today... What I want to talk to you about is the basics of setting boundaries. So in my experience, there are three top contenders that really derive the stress in my life. So number one is that there's just too much on my plate, whether self-imposed or otherwise. And we've talked about that kind of overwhelm on the podcast before. Number two is when things have not gone according to plan. And we touched it on this in the last coaching episode. So again, that'll be linked to in the show notes. And number three is that I haven't set strong enough boundaries. So I'm allowing people to treat me or expect things of me that uh, I'm not okay with. Are there other triggers for stress? Yes, absolutely. But we all sort of have our top three and these are mine and perhaps you can relate a little bit. So I used to have terrible (laughs) skills in boundary setting. I mean, I would let people talk to me in a certain way. I'd put up with really crappy behavior. I'd take on way too much at work because I was afraid to say that it was too much. I was afraid of how it would impact me. Am I always great with boundaries now? I mean, I'm human. This is a daily practice because whenever you master one level of something, you reach a whole new level that pushes and challenges you in new ways. So I'm learning, but based on years of great counseling and therapy, here's what I've got for you. So first of all, in the most simplistic terms, a boundary is your definition of what you are and are not willing to take from someone, and what you are or are not willing to share with someone. So if their behavior is something that you're willing to deal with, then that falls within your boundaries. If their behavior is not something you're willing to put up with, that is outside your boundaries. If you are comfortable sharing with them, that is within your boundaries. If you are not comfortable sharing certain things with them, that's outside your boundaries. So that's sort of the most simplistic version of it. So some quick notes about boundaries. They're different for different people. Within a single relationship, they will change over time. They are yours and yours alone to determine. And they are yours and yours alone to enforce. So I'll dive quickly into these before moving into the question. And just a heads up, a big thanks to my Instagram followers for sending in such great questions. I actually think this is how I'm going to operate going forward. um, Asking you what you have questions about around a certain topic in advance of writing and recording the coaching episodes. So uh, because you guys had such great questions that I was able to really... um, tackle directly here. So if you want to have your say for future episodes and get your specific questions answered, then follow me on Instagram over at stresslessladies. So boundaries are different with different people primarily because of trust. You might have two siblings, but you know, you feel that you can tell one certain information um, that you might trust less with another. And that's okay. We need to trust our gut instincts you're going to have different boundaries with your partner than you're going to have with your boss. Again, level of trust. Also the scenario is totally different. It makes sense that we have different kinds of boundaries. Now within a relationship, you will notice that your boundaries are going to change over time. So I often see that people in the early stages of relationship who are deeply, madly in love, they want to share everything and anything with that other person. And yet in those same relationships, I see over time that people need and crave a boundary for personal space, particularly once people have kids and feel that they are constantly beholden to others. And that's okay as well. Nobody else gets to determine what is okay behavior or what you should be sharing, except for you. (laughs) So you know what you are and are not comfortable with. And I was sent this really great image from Elizabeth Gilbert's Instagram account. I'll read it out here because it's really just a quote. It says, your anger is a sign that somebody has crossed a boundary. Your anger will subside as soon as the space between the two of you is correct and appropriate again. This struck a major chord. If you're feeling anger towards someone, they've crossed a boundary even if you didn't realize it was there. And we all have people that are triggers for us. We have people that with simply a look or a phrase can boil our blood, and it's likely because we have repeatedly let them cross certain boundaries to the point that almost any interaction with them becomes tainted. So now here's the hard part. You have to do some thinking about where your problem areas are, home, work, relationships, whatever it is, and who your trigger people are. Once you know those two things, then you can really hone in on what the exact behaviors are that cross your boundaries, and what you are or are not willing to share. So to help you figure this out, look at the scenarios that really upset you. So I'll give a personal example. My parents got divorced a few years ago, a couple years ago, and it's been an ongoing challenge for my brother and I to determine how to support one another and talk about them. So it actually turns out that the best scenario, a boundary-created in very intelligently by my brother is that we simply don't talk about my dad anymore. We have different feelings about him in different scenarios. We each have different experiences. So talking about him only upset me. So the boundary has been created and since then things have been a lot smoother. So that's me respecting a boundary that someone in my life created, but that benefits me also. So what does it look like to create and enforce a boundary? Well, I have a daily practice in this with my toddler, and to be honest, it's not really that different with adults bar the recourse. So with my toddler, I will tell him when certain behavior is not okay. I will explain why it's not okay, and I warn him that if he repeats the behavior, there will be a certain outcome, you know, a timeout, taking the toy away, etc. So that sounds simplistic, but it's the same with adults. Much like with toddlers, adults are going to test us. You set a boundary and someone will try and cross it, which is why it's your responsibility both to communicate the boundary and to enforce it, because I guarantee serial offenders will not respect the boundary until you do. So those are the basics of boundaries, and but I want to take the time to head into some specific listener questions. So the first question, my partner doesn't believe that there should be boundaries in a committed relationship. How do I reinforce them without resorting to door slamming? Half joking. Now, she did further clarify that door slamming is actually a term um, around boundaries for, uh, I believe it's the INFJ personality type. I'm so terrible with the acronyms. But it's basically the introverted uh, personality types. That, that There's this term called door slamming where when someone repeatedly crosses a boundary and you just need the space, you pretty much shut the door and walk away kind of thing whether actually physically or metaphorically. So, this is a great question and I wonder if your partner is confusing boundaries with trust and honesty. Cuz in a committed relationship, yes, you absolutely want to be able to discuss anything with that person and know that you can 100% trust them. Now, trust and honesty is not are not the are not equivalent with boundaries, but there is overlap. Now, I especially see this in relationships, marital or otherwise, where you combine an introvert to an extrovert. So the introvert needs time to decompress and collect themselves. It's an implicit boundary, whereas an extrovert might want to constantly talk about it. Now, I consider myself an extroverted introvert. <laughs> and in my personal life, I actually found that staying home on maternity leave made me crave conversation with my husband the second he walked in the door, and I'm not even joking, he would walk in the door, and I would la la la, I'd be wanting to talk to him and tell him all the things and ask him all the things, and la, la la la, you get it. I had been with my children all day, and I just wanted some adult company. My husband, you know, he'd been around clients all day long, and he'd just been on a busy train, packed full of people, and he just needed a minute or two of transition. So he had to explain this enforce the boundary and then I came to understand that in order to have both of our needs met I needed to give him a couple minutes of breathing room and then he would be able to actually give me what I needed which was some real serious conversation. Um, Me had I you know continued to cross that boundary it would have upset him and then I wouldn't have actually gotten that good conversation out of him. So it benefited both of us. So while it can be tempting and so easy in the moment to get frustrated and want to walk away and slam the door, whether physically or metaphorically, try going back to basics. Explain to your partner what your boundary is. Explain that it is not the same as honesty and trust you absolutely want to share with them why you need that boundary and explain that if they don't respect it, you're going to have to remove yourself from the conversation and get a breather. It's just what your needs are in the same way that your partner will have specific needs. And it's going to take practice. So like I said, when we've allowed our boundaries to be crossed again and again, and we haven't enforced them, we have sent that message to others that their behavior is okay. So we need to retrain them and ourselves, which is going to take some time, but stay the course. And like I said, even open up that conversation to them about what their needs are with their boundaries and how you can help support them because they might not have thought about it before. So thank you for that question. The next question is, how do I communicate uh, my boundaries in advance? So this is a tricky question because without the context of who, when, and where, I'm going to have to make some general assumptions. So advanced notice is really relative to the situation. If there are people in situations that consistently come up and cross your boundaries, then you need to address it head on. So let's take an extended family gathering for example. Maybe you have an aunt or an uncle who really gets under your skin. Advance notice would be telling them before the gathering what your boundary is. But we all know that that's kind of unrealistic and it might even cause an issue before it's actually happened, right? So in these situations, I think what you need to do is mentally rehearse the situation. If you know it's gonna come up, you will likely know how it will be instigated based on past experience. So say you have a relative who judges your parenting. You know that at some point that will come up. So mentally prepare for how you would phrase the boundary and how you'll handle it. Advanced preparation and thoughtfulness will make all the difference. So in the moment your aunt makes a judgmental comment about your parenting. And then you say, I understand that that's your perspective, but I'm not comfortable discussing my parenting style. If it continues to be brought up, I'm going to have to leave the room. And heads up, the first time that you do this, it'll be new for that person. So they might get a bit upset and taken aback. But that's okay, because as long as you're not unnecessarily confrontational, you know, you're respecting each other. You know, as long as you're not dropping F-bombs and like throwing a hissy fit, as long as you're being respectful about it, they might get a little snippy in the moment, but then they will realize that you haven't actually said anything that's wrong. So the hard part is when they cross the boundary again. So here's the thing. Follow through. Do what you said you were going to do. Walk out the room, but explain why. So say, I'm sorry, but I did say that I didn't want to talk about this, so I'm going to remove myself from this conversation. And walk away. It's like dealing with toddlers. You know, you say you're going to give them a timeout. You have to do it. Otherwise, they learn that they can walk all over you. So perhaps the advanced part is more like in the moment, but with advanced preparation. Another way to look at advanced notice is if you've just had a confrontation with someone, set the boundary going forward. Say, this is why this upset me. So in future, I don't want to talk about X, otherwise I will have to Y, whatever that is. So I hope that was helpful. Without the context, it's a little challenging to know um, what scenario we're talking about, how to communicate boundaries in advance. But sometimes advance really just looks like advance preparation so that in the moment you're prepared. So the next question, how much do I share at work? And this actually came from two different people. So in different ways, someone asked, how much do I share about my personal life? And the other person asked, how much do I share about my side hustle? So the little business that they're starting on the side. Now, this is such a personal thing. Again, it's going to come down to what are you comfortable sharing? Does it give you a niggling feeling? And if it does, then you're probably crossing your own line. What do you want to talk to people about? Do that. Now, if people are asking you about certain things that you're uncomfortable with, whether at work or elsewhere in life, it is up to you how much you want to share. There are certain ways that we phrase sentences that invites more questions or which close down the conversation. So someone could ask, hey, how's your Etsy business going? If you're not comfortable talking about it, you simply say, it's going great, thanks for asking. End of. You know, you can choose to deflect to another topic or you can tell them more if you're comfortable doing so. Now, a lot of people worry that sharing personal things will come back to haunt them. And here's the thing, they might, but you don't know that in the moment. So you're going to have to decide for yourself at this point in time, am I comfortable sharing this? Do I think it will come back to haunt me? So when I was backpacking Southeast Asia, a lot of folks from work were following my blog and I decided to write and share about my experience traveling with depression. I hadn't told many people about my depression before and I remember my father telling me not to do it because people would think differently about me. And I had to decide for myself if I was comfortable with it. And that didn't take the uncertainty out of sharing it. But I had made the decision that if I helped one person by being open and honest, then it was in line with my values. And if I helped someone get what I needed at the time that I couldn't find online, then that was helpful. And that was something I was going to be proud of. And if someone judged me for it and that affected my work, then I knew it wasn't a place that I wanted to work. And in the end, it turned out fine for me. That's not necessarily always going to be the case. But like I say, in the moment, you have to decide, am I comfortable with this? And, you know, it's, you never know how things are going to turn out. We never know how life is going to play out. You have to decide in the moment, does this feel right? So thank you for that question. So the next last question I have is, I want to do everything. How do I tell myself no? How do I impose my own boundaries? So, (laughs) boundaries with oneself. These are the hardest, in my opinion, because as someone who is recovering from the I'll do it all mentality, I know how hard this one is. This is where I truly think that counseling or therapy can be really helpful as a starting point. A good therapist can help you figure out where this need to do it all comes from. So for me, doing it all means that I have control. And my need for control is rooted in feeling out of control in so many scenarios. So I notice that when areas of my life feel outside of my control, I revert to taking control of everything else. So when my parents uh, were getting divorced during my pregnancy, I took nesting to a new level. I needed to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, the dishes had to be done my way. The laundry had to be folded my way, aka the Con Mary method. Organizing the storage room needed to be done my way, and it needed to be done now. Now, here's the thing. If that serves you and whoever you live with, that's fine. But if it doesn't, and I'm guessing that it doesn't seeing as you asked about it, then you need to figure out what matters most to you. What are your values? Who is the person you wanna be? Not not like what do you wanna have, but who are you trying to be in this life? So when you're clear on what your values and priorities are, then ask yourself with each thing that you take on, whether it aligns with those values. And let me be crystal clear, doing the dishes rarely aligns with anyone's values. But sharing the load versus taking it all on yourself will align with your values one way or another. So that's it. Thank you for that question. Um, Holy smokes, folks. These were some really great questions. And I really appreciated the engagement because like I said, I think I'll be doing this going forward. I plan to announce on Instagram stories about a week in advance of coaching episodes what the topic will be and what your specific questions are around it. So if you want to have your question answered, follow me at stressless ladies on Instagram and I will always keep your questions anonymous unless you tell me otherwise because that's my boundary. So, thank you so much for joining me today. Next week on the podcast, we are joined by the most positive human being you're ever going to meet and I don't think I'm under over whatever selling that. Liz Tizzard, Elizabeth Tizzard, Liz Tizzard. Um she is someone that I just think the world of and I'm she gets very vulnerable and honest I think so many of you moms who feel that you may have lost yourself in parenting I think you will totally relate to this episode so just one final shout out and February 15th is when the best of Calgary nominations close if you haven't nominated the Girl Tries Life podcast for the best of Calgary awards it would mean the world to me you guys I've got some stiff competition but uh, I really believe in you guys. I believe in this engagement and that these, I like to think that these episodes are really meaningful and valuable for you. If they are, um, I would so appreciate if you would head on over to bestofcalgary.com. You can find the best podcast category under Cityscape and Lifestyle. Cityscape and People? one or the other, something like that, and just scroll down to best podcast. Don't worry, there's like over 100 categories. You do not have to vote for every single one. You just vote for best podcast, Girl Tries Life. Super appreciate it. And last but not least, if you are on this journey of sort of stress reduction and aligning your life and figuring out your values this year, why not I would highly recommend that you sign up for my newsletter. And I don't just say that to say, oh, sign up for my newsletter. Here's what you will get with my newsletter. You're going to get automatically a stress reduction meditation when you sign up. It's about 10 minutes long to help you sort of just decompress something that you can put on your phone and have with you whenever wherever you go. Because there are apps like Calm and Headspace and all those things, but they cost money. So You know, I wanted to give this to you for free because I know that I'm not someone that wants to subscribe to a meditation app just because I ain't got a lot of extra cash hanging around. I don't know about you guys, but that's one thing I wanted to take off your plate. The other thing is the newsletter is going to go out every two weeks. Uh, I did have this great plan for weekly, but uh, I've got some big exciting news coming but I'm not allowed to share it yet. (laughs) So um, that big exciting news is going to take up a lot of my time uh, for the next few months. So every two weeks made the most sense so that I could get the highest quality of content out there to you, but still do it on a consistent basis. Um, So yeah, if you sign up for the newsletter, I will include the link in today's show notes and in the description of the podcast, wherever you're listening to this you can get that free stress reduction meditation and uh, be part of my Stress Less 2019 journey. So thank you again for joining the podcast and I look forward to chatting to you all next week. Take care.